Hi everyone, welcome to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Sarah. I'm Harshini. And I'm Pooja. And this is season two, episode 14, where we're reading Tripping Arcadia by Kit Mayquist. Uh, I chose this book from the depths of Goodreads and it had good reviews. So I had promised promise for it. It also is a gothic book, which we haven't had a lot of on the podcast. So trying to mix it up a little. Um, but Harshini, can you give us a summary of this book? Yep. So in this book, we are basically following Lena, who is a woman who dropped out of med school because med school is hard. And she decided to instead, well, basically her, she's like having a tough family situation, like her dad is injured and um, he got laid off recently. So she's like, I need to get a job and, you know, support my family. So she like goes trying to find different jobs and like finds this job that's working for a really wealthy family living in Boston. And so basically she's kind of an assistant to this like doctor for the family. And she gets this job, even though she's like not actually super qualified for medical stuff, but she had been working with her aunt on like, what what was it? It was like, it's like herbal remedies, poison, oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, so she has like some experiences, but definitely is like trying to just make her way through this job. And in this job, she like mainly the doctor is helping the son of the family, Jonathan, who has like some issues. He like gets sick a lot. Um, and he's like, like also, I think the family in general is just like, since they're very wealthy, they have these parties. So he like drinks a lot and everything at those two. There's this sister named Audrey. And there's kind of some like, like Lena really likes Audrey and there's some like flirting going on there. But the whole story is kind of following Lena, like finding out a bunch of stuff about this family, about the father who is not a nice dude. And yeah without like spoiling too much of it it's basically kind of following how she navigates all of that I I feel like I don't know Goodreads says a little bit more but I'll stop I'll stop there with the summary and see what all of your thoughts were so Pooja what did you think about this book okay I just want to apologize to Sarah first um, I don't want to hear it. If you're going to say something bad, I don't want to hear it. Okay, listen, this is a podcast. It's a book club. We're going to discuss, and who knows, maybe by the end of this, my opinions will change based on our discussion. But before pre-discussion, um, I gave this book two stars. The thing is, I went into this book having, like, first of all, I was very excited about this book because I love Gothic novels you know, weird houses, weird families, family secrets. Like, I love that kind of stuff. I love those kind of stories. And at the beginning, I was like really intrigued because there was like tension being built up. However, I don't think it was executed well. 
Um, without spoiling anything, I think generally speaking, I didn't really like how the plot played out. I thought it was not, it was like rushing too fast. Like I think the pacing was off. I think the characters all around were relatively dull. I didn't really feel connected to any of them. And I feel like if this book had like a solid hundred more pages to like properly develop the tension and suspense, it would have been better. Um, and yeah, I also thought the ending was uh, went off the rails. Like we went, <laughs> we were going in this direction and then we took like a weird left turn and then it just went somewhere else. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. But yeah, that's my quick, <laughs> quick so my quick spoiler free review i feel like a lot of this book is like you need to talk about things that could spoil so that's why i'm trying to rush into that part but sarah um curious to hear what your spoiler free review is of this book since you chose it oh wait you didn't say if you'd recommend it i wouldn't recommend sorry okay <laughs> wow Okay, I, you know, I, to be honest, I thought you would like this book, but I guess I was wrong. I would give this book 4.7 stars. I, <laughs> I know you didn't like it, but I don't think I had the qualms that you did. The, I mean, I agree. Some parts of the book I didn't like, that's why I didn't give it five stars. I mean, throughout the book, you, like, she talks to her friends a little and I think it was completely useless and unnecessary and it annoyed me. <laughs> so I, I, there are parts of the book that I, I don't think that needed to be included, but I really liked the story. I guess I like Gothic novels. I didn't know because I haven't really read any before this podcast, but I don't know. I like the vibes of it and the story was really entertaining. I like the whole mixing herbs and <laughs> I guess gothic vibes. I could see how you think that the characters are a little underdeveloped, but I don't know. I think the the characters I cared about were decently developed. So I, I don't, yeah. And since they were the main characters, I feel like I, I didn't mind that the rest of the characters were not fully developed. Yeah, that's all I'll say. I, it's hard to say anything without some massive spoilers. <laughs> oh, uh, would I, I, I would recommend this book, although it makes me a little worried because Pooja rated it so low, but I guess if Harshini also rated it low, then I would not recommend it. But I like this. So, you know, maybe other people will like it too. <laughs> Harshini, what did you think? Yeah, unfortunately, I also didn't like this book. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. But, you know, I think it's not a bad thing to recommend a book you like because, you know, again, like people have different opinions. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had um, mixed experiences with like, I want to say like I was into the book at some points, but like not even necessarily in the beginning. Um, I did find it like hard to just want to like sit down and read this book because I feel like I didn't really know exactly where it was going and even in the parts where I was like okay like this is what's happening and like I'm you know trying to figure out like how it's gonna go down like 
don't know then like other stuff happened and I was like oh, I don't know so I feel like similar to what Pooja said I feel like the way that the plot ended up going I didn't really vibe with that um yeah I also like I really liked our other gothic novel that we read um but I feel like I don't know I guess I'm more of like a spooky house person <laughs> than like the the kind of gothic elements of this book were not appealing to me but yeah I don't know I feel like I don't I don't even like I can't even fully explain why I didn't like the book but I just like I don't know I just didn't really like it um yeah I unfortunately don't think I can recommend this book either I'm sorry Sarah for just shitting on this book I wow I you know usually I feel like there's at least one person on my side I've never read a book and both of you don't like it you know we've both been in that situation so I guess now it's your turn it's not bad you just gotta you know it's just I'm sure we'll figure it out in the spoiler section you've shit on so many of you know you shit on my favorite one of my favorite books of all time last week or two weeks ago or whatever okay because it wasn't that good <laughs> yeah you see how this is a reverse situation it hurts i know <laughs> okay. but it's all right you know what let's have a discussion and then we can like delve into the specifics and then maybe maybe I'll change my mind I don't know I don't know we never know these things um but do you all have any spoiler free thoughts you want to share before we delve into the spoilers sorry I didn't say rating I would rate it 2.5 stars (laughs) okay go ahead (laughs) okay okay so if you don't have any more spoiler free thoughts let's just delve right into the spoilers so for our listeners you know if you are interested in reading this book, obviously we have one member of this podcast who is, you know, really likes it and thinks it's worth reading. So if you are a fan of the Gothic vibes um, and you like what Harshin was talking about in the summary, feel free to stop the podcast here, go listen to it or go read it or listen to it. I don't know, depending on what medium you want to consume your books in. Um, And then come back and listen to this part. If you have no interest in reading this, this is not up your alley, it's not your vibe, then continue listening to our spoilery thoughts of this book. Um, So does anyone right off the bat want to say something? (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Well, we we can- Okay, okay, what what are you guys' major qualms? Before that though, maybe we should spoil the book first. talk about like this thing we're dancing around the topic but we're not getting at the topic so let's spoil it and then we'll get into the qualms okay so the actual the thing that for a little bit more of an elaboration of the plot is basically so lena lena her name her actual name is helena but I, she goes by lena or lena i think it's i don't know it dip, i don't know what it is but it's one lena. of lena okay yeah because that audiobook says lena i think right yeah so lena is like she so she a little bit of context about the thing so she dropped out of medical school and then lived in Italy for a few months with her aunt where she learned about these like herbs and kind of like remedy like home like herbal remedies herbal and like poisons as well and like what's a good concoction what's not that sort of thing she learns about that comes back this whole book takes place in Boston 
Lita and her family are not necessarily doing well financially. So she takes on this job, as Harshini was talking about. She takes on this job working for this very like wealthy family in Boston um, called the Verdos. And uh, Martin Bordeaux is this like big, like businessman person. And he has two children, Audrey and Jonathan, and the mom is kind of out of the picture. And then um, there's this doctor named Prasenko who is kind of like, has been treating Jonathan for most of his life because Jonathan has dealt with a lot of illness, physical illness for a lot of his life. So Prasenko is kind of helping him and he needs this assistant. Lena comes in, acts as an assistant or is an assistant to him, that sort of thing. Lena, eventually there's like a lot of weird vibes going on for the first part, but Lena eventually finds out that the Verdos host these insane parties. And so she doesn't get much of a backstory. She gets kind of thrown into the situation when they're hosting this insane party and like all of Boston's elite is there and they're all getting like insanely drunk, insanely high, like there's a lot of shady stuff going on. And basically Lena witnesses this family, like this husband and wife that she kind of knows from her own life. And she witnesses them, them there and they're clearly kind of out of place. And then basically the wife falls down and everyone is laughing at this woman while she's on the ground. And Lena tries to help her, but then it's kind of like pushed away. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, she feels kind of like, okay, so these people are hosting these parties and then like kind of like insulting people and that sort of thing. And she feels like she needs to, and then she ends up finding out that her dad also went to a similar kind of party and was also insulted in a similar way, or he went to like a party hosted by Martin Bordeaux and was also insulted in a similar way. And she basically kind of gets this like plan to like get revenge on Martin Bordeaux and his family. And in the process, she kind of gets close to Audrey and Jonathan. Um, and they kind of, you know, I don't know, they, she gets to know more about them. And like, basically the rest of the book is kind of how Lena gets revenge on this family. And like, because they've been doing a lot of like shady stuff and like she concocts this thing called Saints Fog. And then like, it's like this like drug and like kind of, she wants to kind of make Martin like, you know, become embarrassed and whatever and then like that's that but anyway we'll probably get more into the plot details as we continue but that's kind of like the big reveal and I guess I can start with my qualm here which is my first and probably the main qualm I have is that like that I get this whole poison revenge thing seems interesting but like I don't think that Lena has a good enough motivation for me to give a shit about her revenge story like, I don't, I genuinely, like, I feel like, first of all, it happened way too fast. Like, I barely got a sense of, like, who Lena was or, like, what her backstory is for, and, like, for her to be, like, yeah, I'm going to, like, take down this man and, like, ruin his life. Like, there was, like, not enough motivation behind that for me to actually be invested. And, like, I was, like, oh, it's because that woman that she barely knew, like, fell down. And like her parents, like she barely knew anything about it. Like she didn't even have one conversation with her dad. She just assumes, like she didn't even like talk to them properly to like get actual details for her. She just assumes that like, oh, they went to this party and like, this is what happened to him and that sort of thing. I was like, I don't really know. Like, I don't really care about her revenge. I barely know the woman. Like, I, I don't even understand where her motivation is coming from. So that's kind of like my first qualm. But what about you guys? 
Yeah, I agree with that. I feel, sorry, I feel like, um, I, yeah, I, I think the way that you explained it was good because I also was like, I don't like this whole poison revenge story, but I don't even know why. And like, I think it was pretty much what you said. Honestly, like, <clears throat> I feel like because it was so rushed, like I kind of missed the part of it affecting like her father being in that situation too. Like, I, I totally missed that. And then it came up later in the book and I was like, oh okay <laughs> because I feel like I just I I don't know I guess I glossed over that part but um yeah I was also very confused because it was very much like she like had like the way that it was written it was like she had such malicious intention against him and he, she was like concocting this poison and stuff and it was like but she was like oh I don't want him to die I just want him to be really embarrassed but I got the vibe that she really just wanted to kill him because like how how do you make sure you don't kill a person with like the kind of poisons you're putting together like it's a fine line between embarrassing him and like killing him so I don't know I I feel like that whole like I I wanted to almost it was weird because I I was having these conflicting feelings of like I know he's the bad guy and she's like kind of getting at the bad guy but her doing this was like making her the villain in this situation normally I like seeing like a villain perspective but yeah I feel like it was just done in a way that I I didn't feel like invested like similar to Pooja and I was just like I don't know yeah I I didn't really like that that part of the story as well there were other parts that I also felt similarly where I was like I could like this but I don't like this but we'll get into that later um Sarah what did you think I do agree that they kind of rushed the whole rationale for her like attacking Martin but okay to be honest I read this a decent time ago so I don't fully remember why she just um guessed that it was Martin that I mean I know her her like mom alluded to the fact that they used to go to those and then I don't know I, I I don't exactly know the connection that she made but I think it was just because I was like ooh yeah go poison someone <laughs> I don't know I was like I I it, it definitely was rushed and it was like I mean I could see the rationale but at the same time like poisoning a bunch of people like I, I think in the originally she only wanted to poison him but like poisoning a bunch of people is like a drastic measure for like the level of rationale that she had um especially because like she said the people at the party like some of them were like her parents they weren't like these uber rich people where it's like oh yeah go take them down it was like normal people and then it was like you're just gonna poison normal people I, I mean, mean she accidentally like the first time she accidentally poisoned a bunch of other people yeah but then then the, the, the moral come where it's like oh yeah he's giving me thousands of dollars to make more and poison more people but yeah like that's not very nice <laughs> especially because she saw the after effects of it and was like these people are miserable but like I'm gonna make a miserable again for like $10,000. Yeah. And I, I kind of like, I agree with you, like with 
the whole thing, like, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to like follow this person who like has a very like complex moral compass <laughs> where she's just like, okay, I guess I can poison people if you give me money. <laughs> and like, she like really yeah. needs money. But like, my other thing was the first time it happened when she poisoned all those people by accident. I was like, did you really think that no one else, like you really thought that no one else could access this poison? So she was planning on just pouring it in his cup or like what? Yeah, because he has like his own bottle. Oh, right. Yeah. And so she wanted to put it in there, but he like someone was like, oh yeah, share it with everyone tonight. And she was like, oh crap. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. It definitely was rushed. But I feel like if it, it, it was enough rationale for me, but it's just, it wasn't like, it wasn't focused on enough. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, she saw her faint. And then she thought about how her parents would be in that same position, like were in that same position. Like she doesn't want anyone else to be in that position. So I... I see the rationale and I also see how it could have been emphasized like enough where it's like yeah it makes sense that you would want to do this and that you want this much revenge yeah I think I also think that like Lena see like this is kind of getting at the like the underdeveloped thing where it's like because her rationale or her motivations aren't that clear or no, no no the other way around Basically, because we don't know much about her generally, we her motivations and rationale are unclear also. And the thing is, if she is going to be the, the anti-hero of the story of like someone who has a very questionable moral compass, but is like the main protagonist of the story and we're like supposed to be rooting for her, there needs to be at least either a lot more backstory or a lot more like, of this explanation of her motivation rationale. But it seemed like both of them were lacking and therefore like it was harder to one, sympathize with her because like she is the main protagonist and we are following her. So like we couldn't really sympathize with her. We couldn't really empathize with her. So I don't know, this is like where if out of all of the characters, this one, if you only needed to develop one more it would probably be like it would just be her you can you we can ignore the other people for now but like at least her character needed to be way more developed which I just felt like it was just lacking I could yeah it was definitely lacking did you did you think Jonathan was developed I thought he was developed definitely more than she was hers was yeah. like I know herbs and I want revenge yeah I kind of I I found Jonathan to be way more interesting than Lena I wanted to see more of him because I felt like there were all of these like external factors or external things happening to him that would just like made his storyline way more compelling than Lena's but like we barely first of all in the beginning like he was just like this like ominous like we no one knows first of all I have to give credit where credit is due the first like I want to say 15% of this book is really interesting basically before she decides to do the revenge it's actually really interesting because like the first few pages like you see this woman like get going to a job interview and then like she hits the fan in this job interview and then you're just like wait what the fuck and then she gets called back like called back again that she's like employed and there was like this weird mystery this weird tension going and like Jonathan's the person basically like he like 
collapses and then she tries to help him and it's like very I don't know it's very very interesting but like Jonathan is just like in the beginning he's like this ominous thing but I feel like there was like a weird shift in the middle where suddenly he went from being this like ominous character to like now Lena's like friends with him <laughs> all of a sudden they're like close friends and like you know like they like talk and shit and I'm just like when did this happen like I don't I don't I did not see this progression occur I, I felt like it was just that she felt bad for him and then it was like a sympathy because she saw that like she saw her how his dad was like horrible to him and then she saw that he was like I don't know in a miserable state because he was really really sick and then she was like I don't know felt like this like this level of sympathy for him where I don't know she felt close to him because she was the one helping to take care of him and like helping like sneak not getting medication and stuff like that yeah I feel like I definitely see like why she became closer to him but I agree with Pooja in that like it felt like he was like not even though he was like a like important side character I guess like he became like one of the more main characters kind of suddenly like you got to see him interact with Lena and like actually you know like know more about him other than like like him being perceived in the beginning like he was obviously there but like other than that like Lena doesn't even really interact with him much until like towards that like middle part and I feel like that happens after um Audrey I'm pretty sure this is what happens first like Audrey is basically like oh like you know I think yeah some sort of circumstances with Audrey and like Lena's perception of like the fact that Jonathan is like really sick and the fact that if he doesn't take his medicine like his pills like he's not he does a lot better and Audrey becomes really suspicious of what is in those pills so like she basically like asked Lena to help figure it out and I think through that process of like Lena being like okay yes like I'll help you figure this out like then Jonathan becomes a bigger like part of the story but yeah I do wish like it was more consistent from the beginning like there were just more interactions that like made it less of a sudden thing because it just felt like I like what you were talking about before with like her friends being like involved in the story I don't know it just like could have used like consistently like these are the characters that we are seeing so that way like they we see them all like develop and we understand all of their backstories and everything like from the beginning I definitely think that Jonathan was an interesting character I do agree with like the very beginning of the book I thought was an interesting setup And then I also like, again, with like the whole revenge story, I was like, not interested. But once we got to the part that was like, oh, like what is up with Jonathan? And like, who are these pills actually poisoning him? Like who is behind this? Like that kind of part of the story was definitely more interesting to me. So like, once we got there, I was like, okay, like I wanna know what happens. Um, But yeah, I think like that, that was basically, I would say like the arc of, kind of the rest of the book which I feel like there were 
it was like hard to follow because there were so many different things happening it was like because of this but then it was because of this and like I don't know then it like got to the end that I do I feel like I don't know it I guess it did go kind of off the rail like it just was like a very like sudden ending that I think didn't exactly follow from everything we were seeing and so yeah I don't know it it was like hard to figure out the answer to that question from like the buildup of the rest of the story it just kind of like came at the end um so yeah what did you guys think about that whole storyline I, I definitely found it more interesting the revenge storyline but and this might be spoilers okay this is definitely spoilers for like a couple of other things but I've seen this plot line before in like another like a different book basically the plot line is basically that uh Jonathan's father and doctor are like kind of poisoning him and they kind of give I don't see this is uh, this is I kind of want some clarification on this because I feel like I was confused basically they are poisoning Jonathan and first it seems like they were having this discussion about like oh in order to make him stronger they're poisoning him but then it was was it to make him stronger or like and then Prasenko the doctor at some point was like no we were trying to save him and then like his mom is involved in this and like are they and then I found out that like they were trying to kill Jonathan because the mom wanted the daughter to be the heir of the company and like they just kind of wanted to get rid of Jonathan but then like why would they draw it out for so long I don't really get it but yeah, honestly, I feel like that part was confusing to me too. I read it as like, it wasn't like that their guess was the whole like, you know, doing it to make Jonathan stronger thing. But I think that wasn't the case. I'm pretty sure Prosenko was working with the mom and it was like the whole like, yeah, making him weak enough that, you know, he, but like, yeah, this is where I was also confused because it seemed to me like the mom was like, yeah, I want my daughter to be the heir of like all this money and they could have just like killed Martin or like, I don't know, there could have just been easier ways to like execute that. But I don't know. It's also, I don't know exactly how the dad was involved because he was definitely a bad guy too. I don't know how he, like if he knew about the bad effect on Jonathan from specifically the pills that he was taking and stuff like that. I don't don't know. Do you remember Sarah? Yeah. So I understood it as the, the mom and Prusenko were trying to, yeah, make him weaker so that Martin would be more likely to choose um, Audrey to take over the company. And then the father found out about it. And he wanted to continue it because it was like make him stronger by by like taking all these poisons so he builds his tolerance to poison to like I don't really understand why I mean like who's gonna poison you (laughs) but like yeah I, I agree that was like a little confusing I know for sure the father knew about it I like I think they mentioned that but like why he would want it I I don't really understand. I think it's something to do with like, see, like, yeah, that's like a really good point about to like, who's going to poison you? Like, what's the thing? But I think in the context of the fact that like they have all these parties with like these crazy 
these like crazy like stuff going on like maybe someone would slip poison into that and like you need to be like physically strong to handle it which is like I don't know it's kind of dumb my question is like where do these parties fit into this storyline like they are very pivotal to like moving the plot forward like at the party is where Alina sees like these first things and at the party is where like she can poison people but like in terms of like there's that one storyline with like getting revenge there's the one story which has like technically not that much to do with the party it's more to do with like Martin like and his business and like being shitty and then there's the other storyline with people are poisoning Jonathan but then like how does this party fit in other than providing a setting for Lena to poison someone yeah I feel like it is um a setting for that and also like okay I don't totally remember this either but like I think Prisenko's whole plan was also to pin it on her so I guess it could have been like other people witnessing at the party that she was the one who had the pills or something like that so basically Lena would get the blame for like some of the stuff that happens and there's that whole like ending too of like yeah there's like suspicion around Lena because she is like basically has the pills that Jonathan usually takes and she just had those in her possession but she also took a bunch of Saint Fog, Saints Fog, and like, I think that was part of her being like making sure that she was not painted as like the like person behind it. Um, so like Audrey and Jonathan helped to cover it up for her. But yeah, honestly, that part kind of confused me too. I mean, I I agree. Maybe the parties weren't like you could do it through other mediums, but I thought it was like interesting aspect of the story I feel like if it was if it was different where it was like oh she's she's just at the home and then she slips something into his tea or something I would feel like it's not as interesting of a story so I I agree it's not 100% necessary but I feel like it does add like an interesting aspect to the story and it also like brings to like other things like so the Saints Fog, or like at the last party when uh, Prosenko added a bunch of drugs as well to the, like spiked a bunch of drinks as well, it didn't really affect Jonathan, which then like helps you be like, oh, well, didn't because he's been taking poison his whole life. So he has a built up tolerance for it. And yeah, and I guess it's like, they wouldn't get so much publicity from what happened in the last party if it weren't for like this big party that everyone knows about. So I think there are aspects to it that make sense that why they would have a big party as a medium for like this poisoning that she did. I, I definitely liked the vibe of the party. I think it adds to the gothic atmosphere. Like it's cool. I just wish it was more crazy. Or I want like more description. Like, tell me like the shit that goes on in this party. Don't be like, oh, I was so surprised walking through it. It's like, dude, don't tell me that you were surprised. Show me why you were surprised. That's what I want to see. 
like yeah like if you are saying like wow all this crazy shit I was like what the fuck happened like does someone kill someone is there an orgy going on like is someone like doing like I don't know some crazy drug in like a very interesting weird way I'd be like yeah then show me it don't just tell those graphics though like what at the very end when it was like they was it her or maybe it was other people but like people were like there was like a bunch of blood is what I remember like people yeah. were like going yeah themselves or something like that yes. like then it got very like descriptive on what was happening and I was like yes. yo <laughs> I want that I wanted that for like every single party scene <laughs> make it more interesting that's what I'm saying like get into the weeds of the things that's what I want to see that's why I'm here I don't want I mean to- I feel like you do uh, maybe she could have just like mixed like her her friend situation and then it would have made more space but I feel like if you go into much detail then it's just gonna be a super long book yeah but okay here's like another comment that I had was that this book is a little short and I think it affects the pacing because like again with the whole motivation thing like there was not much space left for the motivation to build up there wasn't that much space left for Lena's relationship with Audrey and Jonathan to actually like develop where it was just kind of like oh all of a sudden we like we have to believe that they're like really close friends like genuinely the relationship between Jonathan and Lena is so interesting because like at some point like it seemed like Audrey thought that they like Jonathan and Lena like were in a romantic relationship together like she was like oh I saw you too I saw you guys were talking I saw blah 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 like he kissed you and I was just like dude like when did they even reach this place like they I don't understand like how you got that close to each other all of a sudden where like this is the case but then question I want to pose to both of you Audrey and Lena definitely have like are in basically by the end of the book they are like it's mentioned that they are in a relationship but like did you like Audrey and Lena like them together yes like them together yeah, I feel like I did. You didn't like them together. Honestly, I thought Audrey was problematic as shit. Like I liked her like in the beginning and I understood that she was like trying to like figure out what happened to her brother and like she was kind of weird. But after the whole like she takes over the company and like listens to her mom, like I was like, this bitch is a villain. <laughs> okay, okay. But, but at the same time, like I see, I'm not defending her. <laughs> But I'm just saying that, like, you know, she she didn't have any contact with her mom for, like, so long, and her dad just completely ignored her, and then, like, I, I mean, I, I would say I'm not surprised that she, like, in the beginning did things that, like, her mother wanted, and yeah, she had that one not great moment of making Lena sign the contract, but I think... One, she made her also swallow poison and like she was like let's both swallow this poison to see what happens I was like are you are you stupid (laughs) like are you dumb okay technically they didn't know it was poison at that point (laughs) and okay I I guess I agree I wouldn't be happy if someone did that to me but I I feel like it's not why okay I wouldn't be happy but I don't think that makes it so problematic I wouldn't be happy they're together 
Okay, you wouldn't be happy if someone shoved poison down your throat, but you would marry them. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, maybe not. I just, I just like the way that it happened. Like, I mean, Lena enjoyed it. Well, she like, she liked like being on that bed together while they after they took the medication. <laughs> so it wasn't all that. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, I kind of forgot about that part. And I mean, I was at that point, I was just like, what the fuck, Andre? Like, why'd you do that? But then um, I do feel like up until the end, I was kind of like, okay, like, I know this is kind of a thing. I did feel like there could have been more. Like, I think she kissed her near the end. But like, I don't know. It was very much like, I guess you could kind of tell that like Audrey liked her too but like not really you know like I feel like there was very much a like you could just that could just be a friendship you know but like I feel like it was there were underlying romantic tones that definitely you saw from Lena's perspective but like not as much from Audrey's perspective but then yes I was also mad that at the end like I was so confused because I was like um sorry this seems so weird because it seems like I'm just sitting in the dark which I am I just haven't turned on the light anyways so Audrey I feel like was definitely painted in this like villainous um way and like like she kind of knew what was happening in the end but then like Lena was like oh yeah I still really like her though and I was like girl no (laughs) you should not stay with this person what are you doing (laughs) like she literally just screwed you over but I was a little confused because um I think like um Audrey didn't know something I forget what it was like she didn't know something and then Lena told her so she was able to get out of the contract or whatever by the end um I forget what this was about I don't don't know I I have no recollection yeah I have no idea but I know that the she said something I don't think it was getting out of the contract she did the contract but it was something about her mom was in she didn't know her mom was in on the poisoning yeah I think that's what it was okay but see like she knew so basically she ends up like Audrey ends up finding out that the mom was in on the poisoning too and then like the whole contract thing in order to save Lena's aunt from like possible I don't know, financial ruin or whatever. But here's my, like, okay, basically, Lena does the contract. She, like, fulfills the whole thing because she talks about, like, working in Switzerland or whatever. And then she ends up, like, having something, something happens in which she can, like, stop working through the contract, basically. And then she can, like, be with Audrey and they work, like, they, like, go to Italy or something like that. But my question is, like, you still like you you forgave Audrey and then like now you guys are living happily like the story ended on such a like a weird happily ever after note like it was like yes everything's perfect now we are living in the nice you know Italian countryside or something (laughs) like and then like Jonathan like they helped fake Jonathan's death and I was like what the fuck like where did this go I genuinely don't understand the ending because I'm like so Audrey's mom is still alive and is still a villainous character in this book. But like, what, no. what did you think was going to happen? They killed her. Oh, they kill her? Yeah. 
they kill her and then they disappear to the hidden location that Jonathan is which you know is in Italy because he said like the Lena's like oh my my aunt has a mysterious book loving um research assistant and blah 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 like Jonathan's only characteristic according to Lena is that he likes books like okay it's just it's just a big character trait about him when do they kill off the mom well I thought they killed them all her off and then they fled oh yeah yeah okay the mom would have failed to see the small vial slipped back into her assistant's sleeve okay yeah yeah I also missed that I guess it was like a hinted at thing that I did not it was like one sentence on the last page of this book is like oh they killed the mom Maybe you guys would enjoy this book if you read it more carefully. <laughs> oh, it's Sarah. <laughs> okay, okay. I see how it is. I see how it is. That being said, um, both Lena and Audrey are probably perfect for each other because they both keep killing people all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they match each other. They're not both great, so... <laughs> Yeah, like Audrey is the type of person to sell you out for money. Lena is the type of person to murder for money. So clearly they both love money. That's fine. They'll go live in their Italian countryside with Jonathan, who probably is the best character in this book. Let's be real. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's the he's the only one I had any sympathy for. Yeah. I had one more thought that I also wanted to talk about. So we talked about this ending. We talked about, you know, Lena and Martin and Jonathan and Audrey and Audrey and Lena's relationship and that sort of thing. The mom, the introduction of the mom was a little, eh, whatever. But I did want to ask about this one aspect in this book about like Jonathan and Lena's like relationship kind of in the sense that like, there it seemed to me that they were like the author was like trying to get you to think that Jonathan and Lena might like each other but like Lena and Audrey also might like each other so they were like trying to develop this like weird love triangle kind of thing and Audrey kind of gets jealous of Jonathan like what did you think about because in essence what it felt a little bit like at some point was that in the beginning it kind of felt a little bit like queer baiting because we were unsure of whether Jonathan and Lena would end up together or whether it was Lena and Audrey, you know? So it's kind of like, are you hinting at this relationship? Like what's going on? I don't really know. But then by the end, you kind of get the sense like, okay, yeah, like Audrey and Lena are together. But I wanted to kind of get your opinion on this Jonathan and Lena situation. Cause like, I don't know, there were some parts where I was like, they're definitely, and they kissed at one point too. And I was like, are they, is this happening? Because they seemed to like, it, it honestly felt like they knew each other better than Audrey and Lena knew each other. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like her and Jonathan definitely knew each other better, but that's also because, I mean, she was taking care of him 24 seven and Audrey was traveling for most of the book. I don't know. I, I, I could see like little hints of maybe Jonathan and Lena would be together, but to be honest, I've mainly attributed it to the fact that she was taking care of him and she was really concerned and had a lot of sympathy for him. 
and wanted to make sure that he was okay not necessarily like she was into him I always thought it was like mainly Audrey and Lena that were a thing like the tension was mainly there but I don't know what did you think yeah I like never thought that Jonathan and Lena would end up together if they did I would be upset because I'd be like I don't know like I understand why but it just like felt like there was such a foundation built for like Audrey and Lena and I was like I don't know like even in the Goodreads summary like that is the thing that is hinted at so I feel like it wasn't like I think the idea is like it's a little weird but it is interesting to like have that dynamic I guess of the three of them but I just I I don't know I kind of like didn't really like the way that it was done I guess because I don't know I guess it's like a thing when it's like a like guy girl relationship and there's always some but like I don't know it, it I guess it was just unclear whether Jonathan really liked her or not like I feel it was almost like they had these like physical touch moments but it was almost more like I, I'm just close to you and like they just have a close relationship but it is not a romantic relationship But I just feel like it was so ambiguous. But like, yeah, maybe it was there to like throw you off. But I don't really like that. (laughs) It's just like, uh, just stick with one. Or if it's like, if it's the two of them kind of, or like the three of them have this love triangle tension thing, then like that should have been there from the beginning. I don't know. I guess she was, oh, he looks cute and stuff. But I don't know. I didn't feel like that was done well the way that it was. So I would have preferred it to just be like, they just have a close relationship because guys and girls can just have a close relationship so. yeah it should I felt like it should have been way like just like purely platonic like why did they have to kiss in the middle like just don't do that stop stop doing that it was a lot of emotions in that moment dude he just talked about like being really sad and like like I think like something like happened where he was like yeah I think he found out that like his family was poisoning him why is his first reaction to kiss the person in front of yeah him? to be honest I thought the kiss was super out of place I, I feel like it was emphasized by the fact that she was like what the fuck was that yeah but, uh, wait I, I don't know remember. like maybe if you are I mean I feel like she also thought it was out of place but maybe like maybe if you were like I don't know his whole life was like what the fuck and then he was like let's I don't know (laughs) okay wait I gotta read you the line because it was so ridiculous that this is like this was okay okay, wait let me tell you the line hold on one second I feel like you the line was so ridiculous I was even the author realized this is so dumb okay look look this the line is the uh, she goes so basically Jonathan kisses her right Lena and then he goes, I had seen, uh, Lena's like, I had seen Jonathan panicked before. I had seen that switch go off in his head that made him reach out for the nearest pair of lips as if they were more efficient than a prayer. Yeah, I remember that line. I was like, I don't <laughs> I feel like that was a dumb line. I just, I, I just thought it was, I, I understand that Jonathan is, he, he has some issues. He has some issues and that kind of leads to questionable behavior. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause you know what? The man, the man went through a lot, but also like, dude, just like, stop, 
like hugs. Why don't you just do hugs? <laughs> Why must you do the kissing with people that you think are platonic friends? But anyway, um, did anyone else have any thoughts that they wanted to discuss? No? All right. Okay, cool. So that is a wrap on season two, episode 14, in which we talked about Tripping Arcadia by Kit Maklist. Um, also, this is the author's debut novel. So, you know, I, I am looking forward to how this author improves in the future because I would be interested if, if they have a lot of Gothic novels going on. So, yeah. But anyway, next week is our season two finale. Guys, we reached it. 15 episodes of season two almost done also. So, did you say woo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we will, I, I don't know, like we decided to do this little interesting thing in which we all took a quiz, like an online quiz to decide what to read. And somehow we all ended up with the same one. And it was, It Had to Be You by Georgia Clark, which is a rom-com. So... For a season two finale, we will be reading a fun, hopefully fun, rom-com. Um, and hopefully we will all have a really good opinion and it'll be great. And we'll all give it five stars. And what a way to end season two. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> I highly doubt that we will all give this book five stars. But, you know, we got to set those expectations high. Um, actually, I don't know. I shouldn't go. I'm not going into this book with any expectations. I actually did not get this book as a like the pop out from my quiz, but I'm going to do the rom-com because, of course, I got a thriller that I already read. So <laughs> we are going to get a good rom-com that, you know, hopefully does better than some of the other rom-coms we've read this season. I feel like we've, I don't know, we started off well this season and then we had a couple bumps in the road with some books, so it would be great if, unlike last season finale, we actually liked this book. Yes. So we shall see. Yeah. And also, I feel like Sarah had a good season this season compared to last season. Um, you know, she gave a book 4.7. That's a lot. I think you gave some book five stars. Right? I gave, five stars. I gave uh, the Haruki Murakami book five stars. Because I've already read it. <laughs> Wait, you gave Rock, Paper, Scissors five stars too, did you not? I the don't other I feel like I wouldn't, but maybe I did. Gotta go back and listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you have to go back. put them on Goodreads, Sarah. <laughs> I know, I keep telling myself I should start putting it on Goodreads, but every time I forget. Because they don't, they, it's like, they don't, they make you round and then it's like, not right. Um, yeah, we'll find a different app for you. Maybe Storygraph is the other one where they allow you to do half points. So maybe, maybe you can do that. Yeah, maybe. All right. Anyway, looking forward to our season finale next week with It Had to Be You by Georgia Clark. We're going to have some fun rom-com rom -com times. Um, and yeah, looking forward to it. All right, then. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.